to another episode of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow and like the Sideline Junkies Podcast on social media. Links for those social media accounts can be found in the description of this video. Now let's take you to your hosts, Matt Turner and Todd Polston. <laughs> so welcome to episode 20 of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. I'm Matt, joined as always by Todd. Uh, no guests today. Going back to no our We're going back Love. to Okay, that was going to be awkward. I was going to say just two men. <laughs> but <laughs> just uh, we're just talking. I don't, there's not a lot of sports to talk about. I mean, we could talk the UFC uh, pay-per-view or whatever this past weekend, but there was real, I thought there was only really one good match. We could talk about the golf, the travelers. Yeah, we, we'll touch on that, I think, okay. throughout the show. But uh, we uh, we came up with a couple of good things to talk about. Uh, but, you know, with, with no guests being here today, no fans being here today, Todd is now in charge of his stat again. I'm excited for it. He's excited. He actually, I actually went all out today. <laughs> did you write it down? I did. It's actually a pretty in-depth stat. I think it's, it's more of a multi-stat, but it kind of ties in. See, this is where you're going to get yourself in trouble with this. You're giving out too many stats in one stat, which is going to shorten how many days you can do this. Yeah, that's true. But we'll move on to Phil stats or something. Uh, we said Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. I'm in for Michael Jordan. I'm in for it, too. Okay. All right. So, here is the Tiger Woods stat of the day. Okay. So, I did a little research because, you know, we – you know, the last couple of weeks they've been, you know, all over Colin uh, Morikawa about his uh, cut streak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he got to like 23, yeah. which I think was, you know, way up there, you know, starting a career. Second, second longest. Yeah, to Tiger, I think. Is that what it yeah, was? Second longest. Tiger. Tiger. Okay. Yep. So, I, you know, I could, this is kind of a breakdown of what kind of just a little breakdown of Tiger's stats for his career. I never really looked into him until today, okay. and there's a there's pretty crazy from what I you know thought they were going to be actually. So, so we start with '96, all the way to 2020. That's his career so far. Okay, so we started talking about the cuts made. Mm-hmm. He's played 360 career. Now this is just PGA events. This isn't your, from what I understand, this isn't your European and your. This is just strictly PGA Tour. He's made 327 cuts out of 360. That means he's only missed 33, my calculation is correct, 33 cuts in his entire career. Now, I think, he, I think he only had, if I remember, I think he only had seven or eight prior to the scandal. Yeah. It was long. So he had single digits at least before the scandal and the injuries and all that stuff. So kind of when you put that in, even with, all the stuff he's been through, all the tournaments to only have 33 missed cuts. You know, I think there was a stat out there where, like, I think there was, like, I think Jordan Spieth had almost 20 or more. You know, I'm talking about some of the top-ranked guys of the last, you know, decade yeah. have already surpassed his, you know, cut streak, you know, for a career. So, anyway, sorry, I went on down, did some more re- – you know, of course, he has 82 wins, mm-hmm. okay, 15 majors. Um. 31 seconds, 19 thirds. That's not the impressive thing here I was going to get to. So he said 360 events, 270 times. Let this sink in for a minute. 270 times he's finished in the top 25 of the 360. I thought that was very – Well, it's really very really 327 that he could place in. Yes. So that's still impressive. That's a good point. That's even more impressive. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So, I, you know, I kind of looked out there. There's a lot of things that tied in there. But that 270, you know, the cuts thing was is very impressive. But, you know, man, to finish in the top 25, 270 times in your career, which kind of puts you in the, you know, of course, the, you know, the place to win a lot of tournaments. Of course, he has. But, um, you know, I think Jack's like the all-time with the seconds and thirds. But yeah, um, just to think that 270 top 25s is – you know, a lot of those guys play 270 career, you know, career tournaments and win one time. Yeah. You know, so 
I thought that was pretty crazy myself. Yeah, I'm curious what the what the you know percentage on that is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little calculating. Oh, you said yeah. it was 270 what? 270 top 25s. Okay. Out of if you want to do 360 events or 327 make cuts, every one. We'll, we'll just do 327 of the make cuts. Okay. So 83 percent of the time. When he makes a cut, he finishes top twenty-five, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, that's that's a, you know, that's a. Of course, I'm sure that was your '96 through, you know, more of your '96 through 2008, nine-ish. You know, there was his dominant stretch for injuries and scandal, but that's yeah. still crazy, man. Yeah, think so. about it. He was and he was playing every week. Mm-hmm. For the most part, now he's you know picking and choosing, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know, pretty much through 09, man, he played 20 sometimes a year. Yeah. Which for a, you know, superstar, you know, that's quite a bit, you know. It is impressive. Yeah, I thought those were pretty good. One of my better ones, I felt like. I felt like it was a, lot of, a little more in depth. You covered quite a bit. I did. You know, it kind of all tied in. I wanted to kind of tie all that in. And I'll throw out these made $120 million over his career, too, just in tour earnings. Which is $120 million or Plus. Okay. Twenty million plus, and I think Dustin Johnson just passed sixty-three million. How much did he? I think that. How much he win for the Travelers? I'm gonna say it's you know close to a million. Most of them are now, I think. That was nine hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand to a million. I said the total first. I think I seen was like seven million. Yeah, be spread out. So, which since we you know since we said this, since we weren't going to talk about it, but since we're on it, you know, I think I think it was great for golf that. You know, I, I'm I'm glad Berger won, and I'm glad that um, Webb Simpson won. But you know, I'm glad DJ. I'm glad somebody of you know that caliber. Yeah. You know, got a win here early on. I think there was a, I think it was a good tournament, and DJ played really good on Sunday. He did. So, did you? Uh, how much of it did you watch? Oh, that I watched every bit of it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, what about the other days? Uh, about every. You know, I was off and on pretty much all day Saturday because um, I woke up early and watched it. And then pretty much – I mean, I watched all day Sunday. I, was, I didn't watch any Saturday. I just kind of kept up with it. But Friday was good. Friday was good. Uh, Thursday was good. Um, some of the groups, they released some of the pairings for this week. Uh, should be pretty interesting. Did you see what uh, Jordan Spieth said? I didn't. So, Jordan Spieth, I guess it was after the tournament. I'm going to assume he said with all these guys bulking up, which this is definitely, in my opinion, it's a shot at Bryson. Uh, yeah. But he said with these guys bulking up and, you know, their drives going up 20 yards, he thinks it's only fair that the tour starts to let the uh, the rough grow. So it puts more of an emphasis on being accurate with your drive as well because that's what he is. He's he's much more accurate than he is anything. And, you know, I have to, I have to honestly agree. I think, I think that's kind of over um, – I don't. How do I was. I think it's kind of overdue. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, because I think DJ and them and Rory, you know, they've always kind of been able to get away with hit as far as I can, wedge it out of the rough. Now, saying that, you know, they're really good drivers of the golf ball. Yeah. Saying that, I mean, they hit 60, 70 percent of their fairways, hit 300 plus yards carry. I mean, that's crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Um, which Bryce is a pretty good driver of the golf ball too. Yeah. You know? But, I, you know, I kind of agree. I think that would – you know, I think that – I guess that kind of takes the excitement factor of getting to watch, you know, Bryson hit 190-minor ball speed every time. Yeah. But I kind of agree with speed. I think that, you know, it's kind of like Brendan Todd. I mean, he hit – going into Sunday, I think, what was he, 41 of 42 um, yeah. fairways hit. Yep. Um, if you'd only miss you know, one, yep. But what I'm saying, he's hitting at 240, carry all the tees, what I saw. Yeah. Rolling out 280. And was still had. I mean, he was right there to win it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's, I think it. The only thing with that is, I think that brings a lot more players into the mix, mm-hmm. um, especially in majors. If you do that, I like um, it because I think that's kind of the advantage that DJ and Rory and Bryson have. It's kind of like Tiger always had. He always had that that distance, mm-hmm. and he can wedge it from anywhere. Yeah, you know, back in the day. That's so, the, that's the you, one see thing Tiger, I you see Tiger now, though. You know, I mean, he plays a more strategic, yeah. You know, um, fairways, 
which is why he's, you know, the number one iron player on tour now because, you know, that's what he – he hits a four, five iron like we hit a nine iron. You know, he hit it in the same proximity as you and I hit a nine iron, you know, which is crazy. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's just kind of how he's had to adapt. You know, he said the other day I watched his – um he does that golf TV uh, segment. He's done like 14 episodes mm -hmm. uh, throughout the quarantine. And, you know, he said right now he's actually hitting the ball farther than he's ever hit it before. But the only problem is, so is everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, he's kind of in the same boat that he, you know, is now, you know, having to lay back and, and um, you know, play it out of the fairway. That's why his iron play is so good. I would say he's his his iron play has, has progressively gotten better his whole career. Yeah, especially after the injury, where it was more of I can't. I think it was his his driving that really caused a lot of his problems. No doubt, he that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's like yeah. Bryson and them are now. Now they're of course they're more accurate now because you're using a bigger head driver. Yep, you got all new shafts. You got everything's pertaining to you. You yeah. know, that was kind of starting that evolution when Tiger was kind of in his prime. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about 96, 97, 98. He was still hitting those old, you know, it reminds me of those Callaway Big Bertha steel heads that were, you know, as big as the golf ball. Yeah. And he was hitting those things 300-plus yards. I mean, that's – you know, John Daly was the first ever, I think, if I remember correctly, to ever average 300 yards off the tee. And then there might be one person before him, but, mm -hmm. you know, and then Tiger was that. You know, I mean, that's – 300 yards used to be a, you know, a magical number that nobody – now kind it's of reach. and now that's what like top seventy five can do it almost, if, if not more. I mean that's. Did you I mean, see the, crazy? You see the one lefty that was out there playing. I think he stepped in, and I could be wrong. I don't know how he would step in, but he was he. I think he got put into the group where multiple players had to back out because of positive tests. Yeah, and he was he was a lefty, and he didn't. I mean, I don't think he his his carry might have been two forty. Mm -hmm. Ran out there about two seventy. Extremely accurate, though. Yeah. Like, you yeah, think about that. So, he's got to be towards the bottom of the list. I think he was – if I – like, you know how they put the rankings up there? Yeah. I think he was, like, 175. Yeah. I mean, I, be yeah, I, mean, I believe it. There's not about – But, yeah, it was – it's I, and, and that was – that's why I agreed with Jordan Spieth because if you watch some of the guys that would miss, even when they were just outside the first cut in the rough and they were in the thick, I mean, yeah. that yeah. was nothing. Heck, I've played courses in Louisville that are worse rough than some of the places on tour. So Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, you know, a lot of times you only see that type of rough in U.S. Opens and yeah. um, stuff like that. But, you know, I think I think it's a good point he made. You know, I I, I would like that. I like the strategic, you know, I, not just because Tiger does, but I, I enjoy what I think Gary Woodland does a lot on courses. He hits those stingers around and plays out of the fairway. You know, I kind of like watching that. Yeah. I like the, uh, you know, more of the um, um, game planning for a course than I do, you know, just kind of driver, driver, driver wedge, you know. Yeah. But it's also cool. I mean, it's also fun to watch Bryson hit one 300. Oh, you know, yeah. It's 70 just, yards and watch Roy fly three wood 290 in the air. So, which yep. is farther than my driver. So. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. And he's probably shorter than me. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Or as short as me. So. Yeah, they – that's – I was – I mean, I watched a bunch of it this weekend. And I was just like, there's certain guys I enjoyed watching because they, they played the entire – like, I view golf kind of as an art form. And you get to see every aspect of it with certain mm -hmm. guys. Some of the other guys you don't have to because, like you said, they can hit it 320 and mm -hmm. then wedge in. Or it's 320 and then a, a seven iron into a par five. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, even if it is first cut of rough, I enjoy getting to watch. Like Gary Woodland's one of my favorite to watch mm -hmm. um, because he doesn't doesn't hit extremely far. He he plays a lot of different shots, kind of like Tiger. Like yeah. the, you know, I posted that video of Tiger talking about all the different shots he hits. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy because he's. I mean, he went through like ten separate, you know like two or three different types of cuts and a couple fades. And yeah. I mean, just, it's crazy. Well, he plays that grid. He plays that grid, his imaginary grid that's out in front of him. That's how he knows, mm -hmm. you know, that's how he knows where he's hitting, um, 
his shots. Like he, you know, his top right grid's a high draw or his, his bottom left is that, you know, stinger cut. And I mean, that's kind of how he plays. It's just visual and which is crazy. I mean, it's crazy to think about, it, you know, and I was, Brooke and I was watching Faraday the other day and they had Phil on there. Um, I think it was right after the Travelers. And, you know, he was talking about how he, you know, hits a nine iron, say he hits at 145, you know, he'll go to a range and hit that club so many hundreds of times. And he'll know exactly if I, if he chokes it this much or does this this much, that's three yards. Or if it's this temperature, this wind, choke down, it's five yards. Like he knows if he does that, hits it the way he's supposed to, he knows it's going to go 140 or 138, or he could hit to 155, depending on the wind, the temperature, which to me was just. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like he was talking about how he knew exactly. He's like, that's how, he said, that's how a lot of tour pros know when it's good. Yeah. Not just because they flush it. It's just because they know, you know, they know if the wind's five mile an hour into me, it's 85 degrees. This pitch and wedge is going to go more than 42. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just how they know. And I thought that was pretty cool to listen to, Phil, you know, talk about that. I thought that was, you know, that was wild to know that he could hit that, you know, that chunk down nine, nine iron and know it was going to be three yards shorter than, you know, his stock. No, no. Yeah, I'm not there yet. My game's not there. No, I played golf for how many years? And I let me tell you, I don't. <laughs> I just try to keep him play, man. That's yeah. That's why I'm at. Around the green and get up and down. That's the plan. Yep. Out the bagger vance, you know, three bad shots, <laughs> one good one, so get you a par, buddy. <laughs> that I have adapted or just adopted that mentality for life. It's true, though. <laughs> it's a great life lesson as well. I love it. Yep. So. Um, do you want to do the? Do you want to save the Mount Rushmore? I'm good with whatever you want to do. But do you, I mean, we could have a big build up to it. We can. Or I we like can, that. Or we can just have like a, a second half. No, no I like it. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll. No, no, I like it. We'll build up to it. Okay. So, uh, have you ever seen How to Get Away with Murder? I haven't heard it's good though. Heard it's addicting. That's is that, is that what I'm assuming you're watching? Yes, it's. Yeah, I'm telling you, and I was, I had to stop for two days because Chelsea watched one episode with me and got super addicted, and it was like the last episode of the second season, and she said, "All right, stop, don't watch anymore. Let me catch up." So she started it. I think now we're starting the fourth season. Um, yeah, dude, it's crazy. You recommend that one strongly. Well, I, I tell you, I think we're going to start watching, you know, of course, when we find time here, we're going to start watching, um, like, Yellowstone. I want to watch that. I've heard good things. Her mom and dad started watching. Her dad said it's uh, – he said it's incredible. He said and they've been binge-watching. They don't binge-watch anything. Yeah. Uh, he said it's awesome. Is that uh, Kevin Costner? Yeah. Yeah, they say it's great. So, we're going to try it. You know, I'll be honest with you, man. We haven't watched – we watched All-American during the quarantine, which I loved it Great. on Netflix. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, outside of a show, you know, we just – I'll be honest with you, man, we've been hooked on uh, guys' grocery games, uh, <laughs> beat Bobby Flay. Um, of course, we still watch the Impractical Jokers, which we love it. Is that still on? Yeah, man, they've been doing these dinner nights. Oh, dude, it's so funny, man. Like each one of them pick a dinner and they zoom meat from their house <laughs> and they cook like one of those like meatballs and spaghetti. So they all made, you know, meatballs and spaghetti. And then like a Q has like an apartment and there's this woman that lives beside him. Her name is Mrs. Calabash and her husband is like been deceased. Yeah. But she loves to cook. So, like, he goes over to her house and does this show, and Miss Calabash, like, makes his dinner for him every night for the show. It's, dude, I'm telling you, it's the funniest stuff. And he, like, went down the basement the other night and sat with uh, the man's, you know, the dead husband's picture behind him, and he wore, like, this Hugh Hefner robe that Mr. Calabash used to wear back in the day. And That's so messed up. Dude, it was, I'm telling you, man, it was. It's funny. It's really – and I always have – they have, like, Jeff Daniels on there one night. Um, they've had some good guests just, you know, just to pop in and, and talk, and it's been – it's pretty good. See, I they didn't just know. started a few weeks ago. Okay. I, was, I didn't know if they were going to be recording a new season with everything going on or not. 
when I, and see, I thought maybe this was like pre-recorded on back, but you know, they started talking about um, they're not about the protest, um, like downtown and their cities and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I guess they're recording every week. Yeah, and then just showing it on Thursdays. Yeah, you know, for that to be brought up on the show, you know. So yeah, but it's you been want, good. You know, you watch Holy Moly? Love it religiously. This Riggle. sequel, dude, Rob Riggle and um, <laughs> Joe. T- when they start talking about the anus hole, dude. Uranus? I'm just like, oh, God, dude. I just And the one where they run by the porta-potties and those things open, and they just smoke those doors. It's, dude, what about, it's everything in life. Did you watch last last week's episode? Yep. So disappointed. So fast. Neither one of them got hit. Yes. I was so mad. Listen, I, and I, I didn't really get into the first season, but um, I think I binge-watched it one day on Hulu. Yeah, I was like, you know what, this isn't bad. Uh, John Levitz uh, as the pirate tipping yeah. over. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> yes, it it is, man. It's a uh, this sequel one has been really good. It's yeah. been uh, and Rob Riggle, man, is just uh, he's hilarious. Uh, if you uh, you know, for anybody listening that hasn't watched it, you know, it's mini golf. It's cool as can be. It's funny. You're going to get a good laugh. There's some good, actual really good players that, you know, participate on it. They have a lot of former, a lot of former, women are former pros. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. About every one of them, really. Most of them are on there. Yeah. So, you know, and, and of course, you know, you every now and then you have your average Joe that, you know, wins on the show, which is pretty cool, too. So, I love then, that one. I do love that get, one. Then you get your, you know, clown that they bring in specifically yeah. for good laughs. Yeah. My, my favorite one is the uh, – is the um, – Thing where you hold the you hit the pole, the zip line. Yes. <laughs> that old guy there night smoked that pole. I thought he broke his hip, dude. <laughs> it is, man. That's that. They've they got some good games on there. Oh man, it's so funny. I love it. I I look forward to it every week now. I do too. Is it? It comes on. We watch that, and we watch a uh, blind spot, and they both come on Thursday. And you know, I'm cheap, so I cut cable. We just we stream everything. So I, I watch it the day after. It's my it's my favorite it's my thing to do on Fridays. Yeah, you know we watch uh, we watch America's Got Talent. No, we always watch it. Um, and really, holy moly, that's about you know other than the Food Network. I see. And Chelsea used to watch the Food Network quite a bit. Love it, man. I, Mostly, I, the I like baking shows. Yeah, I don't. I, I like the, the you know the competition games. You know, like I like diners, drives, and dives with guy i like watching yeah. it it's still good but they got like you know his guys grocery games and they got uh beat bobby flay which you know it's just it's it's cool i like i like the food i like seeing what you know i like to watch them make those burgers that you just imagine like how yeah. in the world does somebody put you know pork and beef and all kinds of crap into a burger and it's it's crazy i don't yeah. know it either but Chelsea watches uh was it Cake Wars? You ever watch that? We watch it sometimes. Okay. She used to watch it a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say she hasn't watched it much since uh our much in last year, I guess. She used to I mean, I'm talking about binge watch season on season on season. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was her thing. I don't know why. But, but we hadn't I mean, other than I mean, we hadn't really watched a show other than All American. Of course we watched quite a few. You know, we watched All the Ranch. We watched I never um, seen it. Oh, it's good, man. You would love it. I was listen. I'm a little disappointed because uh, you know I heard they they killed off Hyde. They had to because he I'm pretty sure he raped multiple people. Well, I think it was two. Uh, but he, I think he finally got arrested for it. He did. I don't think he's been indicted or convicted officially. Yeah, but it, let me tell you, when he was on there, it was the funniest. Oh my, it's the funniest show, man. Well, but it's, let me tell you, it's still really good without him. See, and I was so always that's good. That's still good show when those. Yeah with those two on that Kelso and Hyde. Yeah. It was one of the funniest parts of the show. So I can imagine what the ranch would be like with those two. But what's his face makes the show? Um, can't think of his name now. Oh guy. No clue. I don't even know. I don't know who's on the ranch. I've just, I've, he was I, in roadhouse. Just freaking name. God, the freaking mustache. I can't believe I can't think of his name for nothing. I quote him all the time in Roadhouse. I have not. A, here's another thing. Never seen Roadhouse, so. Oh, game. I hadn't either, man. 
to about last year, maybe two years ago, and finally Brooke told me to watch it. Classic. Listen, there was Classic. there was a list of movies that somebody sent me the other day and said these are all old. You need to watch them because they will change your opinion of what good comedy is. So that one, my cousin Vinny. Great. Was and I've never seen it. So my cousin Vinny was on there, and they said this one's probably this probably gets you in trouble is uh, Blazing Saddles. I don't think I ever saw it, but everybody says it's really good. They say it's really good, but they say the amount of just racial comedy, there's no way it would last in today's society. So That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't own it, so unless it's on Hulu or uh, Netflix, so I'm going to say it's not on either. Speaking uh, of Hulu, did you see where they took, it was like episode 199 of Golden Girls. You know, Golden Girls, right? They take it off? They took it off because of a, in, uh, in, in that episode, they'd wore like face masks, like to bed, but they were like brown. So Hulu took the episode off of, uh, of the Golden Girls. It was like episode 199 <laughs> because they had the, the brown, black face masks. Was there a protest against it? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it on. It was on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, yes, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Betty White was really happy about that. <laughs> Which let me tell you, I'm not gonna lie to you. I used to watch Gun Girls back when it was funny. I think my grandma did, but she used to watch that. Uh, Matlock, Little House on the Prairie, Murder She Wrote. I think she watched that. Love Murder She Wrote. So I, I like. I would get a little. Bit, I used to watch Matlock with her quite a bit. Because I'd get home, I think I was, I don't know, but I'd come home from school and she'd be over there watching it at the kitchen table. So, you know me, I'm over there cooking up a, making a big old peanut butter. Blueberry muffin? No, double peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Scarf it. The healthy one. On wheat toast. It was on wheat bread because I was, you know, trying to keep my stuff down. Watch your physique. I was. It paid off for us. <laughs> I looked at myself the other day and I was like, you should be ashamed. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that since I was 22. When I was 22, I lost weight. I looked good. And then, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, quietly, but marriage hit at 24, 25. Down the I lost receding hairline, rapid weight gain. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Hopefully, she'll listen for the first 15 minutes of this episode. Didn't catch this part. <laughs> I'm going to make sure she does watch this part. I'm sure you will. I'm sure she'll get a text afterwards that says, watch the whole thing. <laughs> All right. So, what was what was our all right, what was our next thing before? Oh, you're do you are you a do you have any addictions? And we're not not like you know the kind of stuff that gets you thrown in jail. Um, I know what you mean. You know, yeah. I'll tell okay. you, I have one for sure, off the top of my head. I'm addicted to every morning waking up, getting a sweet tea. I do get a sweet tea sometimes, okay. or a coke, but I always have to have medium caramel latte hot from oh. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my god! I want you to think about this. It's do the addiction. math one day. Do the math one day and see how much you waste in a year on that. Or I already have. I'm thinking about getting a coffee pot. You probably need to. You can buy that exact blend. You can like, actually buy three bags at Dunkin' Donuts for 19 bucks. <laughs> so, but, but here, let me tell you. Okay. Got two kids, you know, it's kind of good when you wake up because, you know, we'll get Ryan Rose a hash brown or something. Brooke always wants a sweet tea. So it kind of gets me out of the house. You know, we go ride around a little bit. You know, she likes to ride in the car. So it's kind of a way to, you know, kind of get out of the house a little bit. She enjoys riding around. So, you know, it kind of works out perfect for me to get my coffee. Usually my morning goes like this. We go to McDonald's. I get a sweet tea and a Coke. Then I go right across the road to Dunkin'. Okay. Then if we're real, feeling real froggy, if we want breakfast, I'll drive over to Druthers, get a half order of biscuit and gravy, and one. three hash browns. I like it. Yeah. That's 
sometimes my everyday morning routine. So what I have learned about addictions is you have now justified your addiction. You're in deep. You need a meeting. You need a sponsor. I need an A&E intervention <laughs> with Dr. Drew. <laughs> but I mean, really, that's, you know, I guess that's kind of, I think I've, you know, kind of been addicted to McDonald's, I guess you would say, too, there. Yeah. To get a sweet tea and a Coke when I have Cokes here. And we can just make sweet tea here, which I'm appreciative sure of sweet tea in the fridge, but McDonald's is so much better. You don't that uh, always have to, I always have to drive the golf course after I get my coffee. Do you? Mm-hmm. Drive out the golf course, see what's you know, see what's crack a lacking out there at eight thirty. Um, which is not much because they don't open till eight. Um no, that's I can't think of another addiction I really have though. I mean I'd say golf. You know, I, I enjoy playing golf. Yeah, but do you get the like if you don't get to play all week, do you get like the sweats? Not oh, 100%. Really? Like, it's an addiction. Literally. Oh, yeah. Literally, I lay at night and think about, now, if I can hit that stinger on five, you know, I can have a, you know, like a nice little wedge in, or mm-hmm. I get the driver downwind and try to, you know, fly in the front bunkers and, you know, knock it out to inside 10 foot and tap in for birdie. Okay. So, there's actually a lot of, I might, here's one thing you'll learn about me, and you probably already know, um, I have a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of, there's a lot of, my, I don't think my brain ever stops thinking about stuff. Yeah. Which is why I tell people I try to watch TV at night, which Brooke took my TV away from me because it keeps her up. <laughs> then we went through a phase where she wore a mask and I could turn the sound off, but I had to watch the captions, which let me tell you, if you're trying to watch in a bedroom and watch captions, that's fast, real tough to do, hard to keep up with movies. Don't recommend it. So we got from that to I started watching on my laptop. And the laptop got too bright. So now I've resorted to my iPhone to where I watch, you know, certain movies. Usually an addiction here, another addiction. When I'm really needing to go to sleep, I watch bench warmers. Really? Bench warmers is like my comfort food for sleeping at night. <laughs> It's like my teddy bear, as you would say. So I caught I caught a little crap at the house. Chelsea didn't find this nearly as funny as I did. But you know how you said you'll lay in bed and you think about, you know, I should hit this shot or this shot. Mm-hmm. So I posted on our on our Instagram page the other day one of those things that has a guy and a girl laying in bed, backs to each other. I'm sure you've seen these memes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says her, she's thinking, he's probably thinking about other women. And she, here's where she disagrees. She doesn't believe any of this. It says him on into three puffer par. I'm never going to break 80. That That's legit. That crosses my mind. That's actually a very valid meme, first of all. Yeah. I think she's completely out of line. I do too. 100%. I think about my swing all the time. I'll be laying in bed. I'm like, I'm going to watch this YouTube video to try to correct my, my slice. And I'll do it. Oh, I will too. And I'm sure she thinks I'm on, you know, Instagram or something, looking at women. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm the same. No, seriously, I'm the same way. Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's bad sometimes. I watch a lot of Tiger videos. Um, I watch. Old I tell Man. you, I tell you, a good addiction that Brooke and I used to have when I live in E Town. We would actually watch, lay in bed and watch Jimmy Fallon YouTube clips all the time. Why Jimmy Fallon? Because we watched those like, um, they had like the singing one, like where they would like, Ariana Grande would come on there and sing like the wheel of whatever it is. Yeah, and, and they would, they would select, sing voices. Sing, sing this song this way. Yeah, and then they had like that box one where they would, they didn't know what was in the box and they had that, all you could see was their face through the, through the little wall and they had to guess and they would lie about what was in the box and they had to tell if they were lying or not. You know, we just watch all those, okay. you know, those clips. So we would watch you'd, watch, you'd watch his, whatever it is, the late night show or the late, late night yeah, show. We wouldn't actually watch the show. We would just watch like the cool clips from, you know, we yeah. like to watch that. Um, what's the guy that sings in the car? His show. Yeah. I can't think of what his name Heavier is. Heavier set guy. 
Yeah, he's good. The car- carpool karaoke stuff. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Those he has some good ones. He uh, one of my favorites. He I think he had the Migos in there one time. Yeah, it was good. Hilarious because one of them was in the back and just go. I about died. You know what I've kind of noticed since we've done this segment so far? What? We're losers. Well, here's the biggest part is you have way more addictions than you ever thought you did. No, I know I have them. That's why I have anxiety. That's why I try to – that's why I led into this segment with, hey, did you know I'm a psychopath? <laughs> it's not – but it's not cocaine that's or marijuana. Yeah. It's stingers, slingers. I don't have anything else to run with that. So, that's all I got. Stingers and slingers. So. But you did also lead off with, I only got one addiction. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I may have said that. You did. I think how, did we start, how did we start with Dunkin' Coffee? And somehow we ended up on Carpool Karaoke and Jimmy Fat. I just don't, I don't understand how, that's, I don't see how that happens. This was your list. I don't know. This is why the show is the hit it is right here. It is. Because we don't, we, we we work our way into everybody's lives. There's no that's what you got to do. You got to. I feel like a lot of the things that go in my life, people don't want to admit it, but they happen in their life too. A hundred percent. Or I want to believe that to make myself feel like I'm sane, but really I could just be crazy. Probably it's kind of like it's kind of like in um, Armageddon when he's got the animal crackers and he's going up her belly. He's like, you know, I'm going to the mountains or we're going down to, you know, down under, you know, and he says, do you think there's anybody else in the world doing the same exact things we are right now? And I think he says, or she says, you know, mm-hmm. well, I would hope so. You know, that's kind of how I live my life. I kind of feel like when I do stupid stuff, I think somebody else has got to be doing it. too. 100%. There's no way we're the only ones that are the way we are. Yeah. Well, we're not. Yeah. Most of them are in straight jackets. <laughs> Did you ever think that I would quote Armageddon animal cracker scene on the Sideline Junkies podcast anytime? I'll be honest with you. I never thought you would quote that with me ever in any setting. I'm sorry. (laughs) But that was a great, great movie, by the way. It is a good movie. All time classic. Terrible reviews, but all time classic. It was good. It was good. Very good. I don't know if I'd put it in the classic, but it was good. Had a great song. Aerosmith well, it's, song. One of the, it's one of those classic, you know, Doomsday movies, shall I say. It was the original Doomsday for me. It was. Now there's like 50. Yeah. Now there's like, you know, 2012 and World War X and yeah. all these apocalypse movies. And yeah. And to think. I think, a pretty, I think a pretty cool segment. I think a pretty cool segment would be, you know, we ought to do a, a movie review. We both, I, I like that. You know what? We both pick a movie. We watch, we're going to watch the same movie and then we give a review on it. That I'm good with that. Okay. I kind of like that. I think that's a cool little, you know, cool how little should, thing to do. Here's the thing is how should we do it? I think we should come up with, let's say 30 movies. Okay. I'll make my list. You make your list. Okay. So you get 15, I'll get 15. Okay. Okay. And then we'll watch each other's. Well, I was going to say, we just put them in a hat and draw out this. Yeah, draw and watch them. That's what I meant. You know, we'll come together. I like it. I like it. Me too. I like it. New segment. I like like that. I like it. You know, I mean, this show just keeps growing. What, what, I mean, I don't know what else we're going to do here. We're, We're tackling everything. We are. That's just what makes it great. And I want you to know, you have allowed me to escape admitting any of my addictions because we, i'm sorry i've rambled on now for like no no, no. i was perfectly okay with it because i didn't want to have to admit to any of them i'm one of those okay. closet addicts that's fine that's that is see there's a lot of those people there is and you, you, you gotta come out you gotta come out of the closet so to say um uh i watch i watch i say that nowadays. yeah no, I, got, I, I was trying to tread lightly but uh you're trying to walk that? softly and carry a big stick as king of virginia would say I like it. That's what I was doing. There was a shirt that said that. I remember I had it. I might have to find it. it walk softly, carry a big stick. I had Junior with the follow through Sweet. with the lumber. What a great the, shirt. I would say it's one of the most iconic baseball swings ever. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? 
mean, it, yeah. it was it was the logo on his his shoes. Swingman. Yeah. So, but no, I, I was just gonna say my my addiction's probably uh, um, online shopping. I sit on my phone twenty four seven, and it's usually golf related. I can say that it's mostly golf related, even if it's whether it's clubs, clothes, balls, whatever it is. It's usually golf related. Um, uh, That's a pretty un- normal addiction. Yeah, I have an unhealthy addiction to Diet Coke. So you're like Trump. Don't compare me. Uh, I'm not like John Daly. John Daly, sorry. Yeah, I'm a John Daly guy. And I'm telling you, I think I could if, – if we were to You're Donald down, Daly. You're double D. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely uh, – I'm definitely in the same category as John Daly when it comes to Diet Coke addiction. Yeah, which is fine. It'll just kill you like in five years, which is fine. Um, you know, if if that's what takes me from this earth. Oh, I just saw Clay Barnett's tweeting, liking our tweets about the match. When is this going to happen? It's going to happen soon. Let's get to the two-man. You've got stressful weekend. Yeah, you, you've got the rain most of the week. Uh, I don't know what it's like there. I know here it's supposed to rain until Thursday. Yeah, here too. Okay. So then you have your two-man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the following week or weekend we'll have it. I'm looking forward to it. Chelsea has agreed to to take pictures. Uh, I am going to caddy and, and Facebook Live our entire interaction as you beat up on Clay. I'm going to side yeah, bet. Think- We're going to have side bets, too. I, I just want you to understand that. It's, it's going to be between me and wagers. Um, I also think we need to play a hole where you only get to use one club. I love that idea. You know, we can play – what was the old game on Tiger Woods where – you start playing, and if you win a hole, you get to take one of his clubs. I don't know what it's called, but I don't, I don't like that game. <laughs> I, th- I personally think it's a great. That's a great one. We'll we'll let a you know I'll even let here's what I'll do because I'm such a nice match host. I give myself the host of the match. Okay. I'm like Tiger, and he's like Phil. Um, I'll let him pick the hole. I'll let him even pick my club to play that hole with, but it can't be a putter. Man. Clay, if you are listening, <laughs> woo! That'll be a good one. I like it. That'll be a good one. So here's what I'm gonna assume he's gonna do. Well, I should say this. I should say no putter and of course no driver or wood because that gives me advantage off the team. So it's gotta be an iron or a wedge of some sort. I can see him picking, you know, you know, sixty-degree wedge, pitching wedge, something uh, on the longest par five. Yeah, I'm gonna blade that pitching wedge about one eighty, then about one eighty again to about one twenty-five, and I'm gonna stiff one two putt for five. That's my plan. Oh man, I love it. I like it. I'm looking forward to that. I, you have no idea. Like I told you yesterday, that's all I've talked about to people. I saw somebody, I don't remember who it was. Somebody texted me and said, love the idea for the match. Please let us know when you're doing it. This is going to be awesome. And I'd have to go back and look through my text message to figure out who said it. But, dude, I'm super excited about it. I am too. I am too. Does he stand a chance? I'll be honest with you. I, th- I think he's a pretty good golfer. I haven't. I, I can't say I've actually maybe played with him before. I, c- I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've actually might have played a CU scramble with him once. He's a good golfer. I mean, he plays yeah. college. I mean, he plays college, so it's got to be. You know, I say it's a be, good, be a good match. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I've. I mean, I've heard heard he's a good golfer. You know, I went and uh, did a little top golfing this weekend with uh, wagers, and that's what he said. We talked about it Friday. Uh, he said he's a good golfer. He said he's, he's played with them when he's – I think he shot under 70. Um, so, he said, Todd, better be ready. Wagers was already uh, talking crazy. In some which plays. Which is not out of the new. Yeah. I think – I don't know if it was he was trying to support Clay or if he was just talking crap because it's you. I would say a little bit of both. Mostly yeah. talking crap because it's me, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but he's he's excited for it. Uh, Tate Floyd thought it was funny. He's looking forward to it. 
Good. I'm, excited. Uh, I'm glad we got some. I'm glad we got some fan excitement for the match. Yeah, that was. We did talk about it quite a bit. We talk, I, I guarantee you the the match 3.0 took up every bit of you know an hour of conversation at the bachelor party. <laughs> I like it. So like looking forward to it. And then we went to Top Golf and all downhill from there. Which is okay. Yeah. I recommend as long as you have right Yeah. I'm going to do it once. For sure. So, all for right. Sure. So, we said we were going to save it. And we, we have made it this far. Um, okay. the, the Mount Rushmore segment today is greatest or best favorite superhero villains in movies. Now, how are you doing yours? Are you just going to pick the, the villain? And I'm going to tell you the character, and okay. I'll probably elaborate on the actor a little bit, but I'm just doing strictly the character. Okay. I like it. I'm not saying Matt Turner's Catwoman. Okay. Does that makes sense what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to say Catwoman, and then I might say, you know, well, Michelle Pfeiffer was a great Catwoman, you know, so on and so forth. She was a good cat, wasn't she? She was. She almost made my list, actually. Really? Yes. But she did. She did. That's good. Are, there any, are there any female villains on your list? Um, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> well, I mean, I just don't, you know, I don't want to say, you know, nowadays you can't be, I don't want to genderly profile anybody. You're right. You have to be sensitive there, buddy. I, I don't know what I don't know what bathroom they use for sure. Yeah, um, they go to Target. They can pick. <laughs> Sorry. Right, so you lead us off. Do you want me to? Yes, I do actually. Crap. All right. So number four. Mine is, mine is pretty much newer villains. I would say in movies. Uh, just I think the acting's gotten better. Uh, so, number four is Magneto. It's a good one. But it's the the Ian McKellen mm-hmm. Magneto from the original X, X-Men, X2, X-Men The Last Stand, and so on. I think he was really good. Agreed. Good one. I like that one. Okay. Number three is Thanos. Mm-hmm. Good one. Okay. This is, this is where I'll probably catch some flack. Um, Eric Killmonger from Black Panther. Shocker. I see. I'd, I probably could have put him in four, but I really enjoyed his character. I thought he did a really good job at it. So, and, and then number one, and I, I think it has to be number one on everybody's, has to be the Joker, and it has to be Heath. Yeah. yeah. Greatest, in my opinion, greatest villain ever and one of the greatest characters played yeah in any i movie. agree so but that's i don't want to i don't i don't want to ruin my number one but it's my number one i would see i would figure it would be most people i've talked to i would say would put that there i want i want to say that before i do my number four i was torn on this because i i'm not sure are ninja turtles considered superheroes i think it's all about person like do you, you know person's personal preference because I would have probably had the shredder from the original in my top four. From the original? Yes. I like it. The shredder was great. It was. But I, didn't, on, I didn't know if they were superheroes. I'm not sure what they were. I, you know, I think they are superheroes, but they don't really have superpowers. Batman don't have superpowers either, but he's a super, you know, one of those weird things. Yeah. So I left him off. So but, I mean, as a kid, you would say the Ninja Turtles are definitely superheroes. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think they, I think they are personally, but yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to cause a controversy on my number four, so I left Shredder off. He I would have argued it. I probably would have been like, man, I would have never thought of that. But yeah, Shredder, Shredder, and Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman were right there on my close list. Just to be honest with you. <laughs> so, number four, which you probably never thought of this, this guy, but I did. One of my favorite villains of all time. Now, this is from the original Superman, General Zod, one of my off-time favorite villains. Now, if you watch the new Man of Steel, 
he was played by a can't remember what his name was, but he he I think he was up for an Oscar. I can't remember what his exact name was. But General Zod is my number four. Never would have. Which I know you probably wouldn't even thought of that. No, because usually when you think Superman, you think uh, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you go with it. Yep. So, number three. Doc Ock from Spider-Man. My number three. One of my favorites. Okay. Number two is Lex Luthor from the Superman. Okay, so which one? Yeah, I think, was it? I go with the Gene Hackman, the original Lex Luthor. Is the okay. Great. Now, I will say, I think that Kevin Spacey did a pretty good job in the terrible Superman Returns movie. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to say it's terrible because I actually I'm a Superman. He's my number one guy. Yeah. Love Superman. I actually think that was a very underrated movie. Okay. I thought it was pretty good, but it, you know a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. What do you say number about the one, new one? Huh? The one in the new one. What about the younger guy who played him? Oh, uh, what's his face? I can't think. I him. think. I think. Was it Joey Eisenberg or some Eisenberg? Is that his name? Yeah, something like that. He was, yeah. He did the... Uh, I, I think he was perfect if they would have made him bald in the original movie. I think with the long hair, I think it threw it all off. Yeah. Actually, I think he could have been a great Lex Luthor. But, but I think DC just messed up so much. I personally love the movies. A lot of people hated those movies. But I understand why people hate them because I think, you know, I think it was kind of out there. Um, you know, I think the Batman Superman could have been, of course, like I said, I loved it. But I think there could have been a greater, you know, I think Zack Snyder, the director, is one of those kind of out there action guys that puts a lot of crap into a movie. That if he kind of just simplified it, it would have been a lot better. That makes sense what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it that much. A lot of people didn't. Like in it's, the, a, it's one of those love or hate movies. Either see, you I don't, love I don't it or hate it. I don't think it was a bad movie. I think the buildup, because you were like, you're finally getting a Batman, Superman movie. I think I was just overly excited and, and I hyped it up so much that it didn't meet where I thought it should have met. Right. It no, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I completely get that. Yeah, it um, wasn't bad. But I think Henry Cavell is a great Superman. I just I like think him. he's never been put in a great Superman movie role yet. Yeah. I think Ben Affleck was a great Batman. Surprising. I think the suit was great. I just think that it, he never had that great story. You know, I think they should have had a Batman with him before they had the Batman Superman. See, I, I think you could have used – he would have fit in well with the previous Batmans, the Batman yeah, Begins. I agree. I think he would have done a decent job. Now, Christian Bell did a phenomenal job. His Batman yes. voice was always a little, you know, questionable. Yeah. But I think Ben Affleck, that, like with those storylines, I think he would have – Really been great. I agree. I think his standalone movie would have been great if they were yeah. letting him go ahead and direct it. Yeah. So we got off on that. But my, of course, my number one is, you know, I, I said the Joker, but I wanted to, you know, I think Heath Ledger's by far the best. But, it, you know, you got to give credit to Jack Nicholas too, because um, Jack Nicholas, sorry, I don't want to get confused with the Golden Bear with, you know, with Jack Nicholas' son. Yeah. But his is great too. Um, I mean, he was kind of, I think he was kind of everybody's original, you know, villain that everybody loved. That was one of those all-time great blockbuster movies, and I think it was like 89 when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I was one, but, you know, I remember growing up watching, you know, the original Batman. And so I think he was kind of the, you know, I think him and Heath are by far the two best. I feel like they've, they've done a pretty good job in the Batmans of putting out some really good, just bringing certain villains in, mm-hmm. uh, Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. I looked at a list. Scarecrow was top twenty-five on that list. Yeah. Uh, the newer one, and then uh, I didn't like Two Face, the Tommy Lee Jones one. You didn't or did? Didn't. No, too cartoonish. I thought so, and I thought Jim Carrey was a bed was a better villain in that movie as the original. I think I think I think if you put if you could have had Jim Carrey in a Batman Riddler role now, I think it'd be so good. Like yeah. I think it'd be like Heath Ledger type performance good. Yeah, because he's he's now kind of gone from when he was in that he was Ace Ventura and 
he was. But a, those movies back then, those Batman's weren't serious enough to. No, me. they were. They were kind of. They were comic booky, where yeah. they were supposed to have a little, you know, some comedic relief to it. Now, yeah. I think now he's kind of went into that. He's a different type of actor. He's yeah, and he'll go to a dark place. I don't know if he yeah. wants to go as dark as Heath did, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think he would do a phenomenal job. So I think we have a pretty good list there. That's one of our better. I would agreements so. of Rushmore's. Yeah, because I mean, for once you didn't disagree or take shots at mine. I've never done that. Your cereal sucked. But other than that, I never would say anything. You complained about my cereals. You complained. What was the other ones we've done? I can't take them all time. I try to erase them from my mind because of the the ridicule I had to face from you. You just you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised. Didn't you say you were a Spider Man guy? I, no, I'm a Batman guy. I do enjoy Spider Man, but I I don't like any. I thought of, you said that. I don't really. I haven't really liked any of the uh, the ones that he's you know any of the villains he's faced. Except I think the Green Goblin was great. Who was uh, right. who was the one in the first one? Was the Green Goblin? Mm-hmm. That was okay. So he was pretty good. I thought he was a, he was one of when I was young. He was probably the best villain at that point mm-hmm. um, because of you got to see like the dark side of a villain. Um, but now there's just been so many. I thought, listen, and and you can probably disagree with Killmonger. Like I said, I can move him to four. But I thought the acting, not just mm-hmm. the character. Mine, that was where mine played in. Like, I thought how the role was played. I thought he did a good job at the role. Yep. So. I agree. Where it was like, where it was kind of like one of those, I've enjoyed him so much that it was upsetting at the end when he died. Or didn't die. We don't know. Yeah. I understand. But yeah. Here's our our Mount Rushmore's. I like it. That was a good one. Solid segment. No dad jokes for today, right? No, no dad jokes today. Um, lucky we'll for you, back. you cut out early Thursday. Yeah, at practice. Yeah, you, you cut out. You 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 should be excited. A little risque. I had to cut them off. I had to cut them off. Uh, I I'd be willing. To, who do you think was the worst one as far as went over the edge? I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was sneaky Connor Wilson. It was not. His was probably the least. Well, see, that's my, my thought is I thought he would be the more conservative one, but I thought maybe he reached for a little bit more to, you know, if I, if I was guessing, I would say it was Noah. No. Clay. Clay went, I'm telling you, I will tell you what he said off air. I can't tell you on here. Because I wouldn't even say, you know, I thought my my lady, you know, lady rapper was bad. Yeah. Yeah, this is worse than the one that you told me first time we did this. That's and, you said, and you said, I can't, I can't say that. That's why I was like, God, guys, these are funny, but we are not putting these on the show. I like it. So, oh, <laughs> but do you have, before we get off here, do you have anything else? No, I just want to say, you know, I think it was, you know, we tweeted their day about, you know, I don't know if we touched on it on the last episode or not about, you know, about the thousand, you know, listens on um, Apple. You know, I think that's that's pretty awesome. I know you tweeted our five best, you know, performance of shows. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked about it, you know, a thousand, you know, to a lot of people, I, I'm sure that don't sound like a lot, but, you know, to us, I think about 19 episodes we had, you know, a thousand people listen to our show. I think it's pretty crazy. I mean, because we're just two idiots that talk about random stuff. Yeah. Literally the whole time and just ramble. Um, but I think that's why people like it. But I mean, I think that's why people like it. I think that's, you know, I think that's what's cool. You know, people want to hear us talk about normal things. They don't have to be sports or, you know, anything, in, you know, specific, you know, just be, just rambling on about, you know, addictions to Dunkin' Donuts coffee and um, golf swings and stuff like that. So, but, you know, on a serious note, I think it's pretty cool. You know, we always talk about how much we appreciate everybody listening. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I enjoy doing it, man. It's so much fun. Cool. Yeah, say, I know when I tweeted it out, we were at a thousand, we hit a thousand Thursday and it was, I think it was right before we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I checked it before we got on today. We were at uh, 1098. So if 
four or five days, four days, we went up 98 more. Um, you know, it's, well, it's like you said, man, it's crazy. I, we didn't start it for, for plays and views. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to talk sports and this was a fun way to do it. And we were coroned in. Yeah. You know, being, you know, every one of these have been done through zoom because we, you know, we can't face to face, you know, it's just we live in different areas. You having two kids, not, yeah. not smart to bring people into the house. So it's just crazy where we've been or where we've gotten to or whatever from where we started. Uh, but it's been fun. Oh, yeah. So. No doubt about it. So hopefully we'll get to um, – I don't want to give out our guest for maybe the end of the week here, but we're hoping for a, you know, a pretty good – you know, I'm excited for it. No, I I hope he hope we can get it worked out and we can have him on the show this week. I think it'll be a great you know, I think it'll be a great show. I think a lot of people want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Uh definitely um uh, not my typical cup of tea. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how much I'll be able to relate to him, but I think that's the the intriguing part of it. You know. Yep. Opens my eyes to a different things. I agree. Thing. So. I agree. No, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm excited because I also want to share with him that list, the top 60. Get his yes. opinion on it. Because I think he would he would shed some pretty good light on it if he, you know, I'm assuming he disagrees with it. Oh, I would say he does. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm looking forward to this week, um, you know, with him coming on possibly. Uh, I've enjoyed, you know, this being episode 20. Been fun. Uh, Look forward to, you know, the next 20, as long as, you know, we don't. I really hope. This This is my hope. I hope we can get to 100. Before what? Like, what do you think? No, I mean, I just, I just think that's like the cool. Like, I think if we ever get to 100 episodes, I think that'd be really cool. We should do something that day. Yeah. Maybe like go out in public. <laughs> do a show together in the same setting. <laughs> Well, okay, since you brought that up, another cool thing, and I told you, we got invited to kind of broadcast, so to say. I won't say it'll be an actual episode. I would say probably a couple of different videos on Facebook Live. Uh, May Stallworth and Wes Hinton, they're putting on a AAU event. One day thing uh, with, um, it's going to be in Louisville. August 1st is what the day was, right? Something like that. Yeah, and Wes asked us to come in and just, I guess, interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be able to record, interview, watch basketball. Um, I know you said until we get a contract with some, you know, you know, some kind of financial, you know, package included. You like know, maybe minimal. Yeah. But I think we could possibly – you have a better – you have that relationship. I think you made that happen. Maze. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't contacted by Maze. I was contacted by Wes. So uh, I, know, I, told you, I think Wes could probably hook up some free Diet Cokes, a couple hot dogs. Um, but it'd be fun. You know. No, I agree. So, but yeah, that's, you know, those are like, I would have never, would you have ever thought that was what was going to happen with this? Somebody would invite no. us to come broadcast from an AAU event. I never thought I'd be on a Zoom meeting with our pitcher for Mr. Wood behind me. And it looks so good. I never thought I would do a Zoom meeting with a state senator. True. You know. Uh, a long drive champion. A long drive champion. Let's see, who else? The Godfather. I figured the Godfather might happen. I didn't know if we'd be able to get him on video. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has Which, to I mean, You know, it's it's actually hard to see him and, you know, out. You know, he's usually in captivity. Yeah. You know, it's hard to see him out in public. He's so slick, sly. You know, he's like a fox, silver fox. But uh, like you said, though, man, for real, we've had some, you know, just random, you know, we had that stupid wheat guy. Um, Who we still have to get him in. Uh, Architects, man, I don't know about it. So let's, you know what, I say let's let's try to put together three episodes this week. We get we can get them on one day for like 20 minutes. Wheat Park. Okay. If not, we'll definitely push it for like Monday. Like, yeah, I'm good put it out Monday. Yeah, I'm good with that. Sure. Because like. we we stands by his statement that this is all true. Yeah, I, I don't know. Somebody's lying. 
Yeah, yeah so I think somebody's lying. Either Parks is is calling him a liar and he's in the closet on this thing and he doesn't want to admit what happened. Um, yeah. So we'll find out. I'm going to say Weed's lying. <sighs> I work with Weed. I can't call him a liar. Yes, you can. A stretcher of the truth, maybe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's more like it. Oh, Make sure you add that out and close it with something else. Just put the closing on there. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> All right. So we're done. Do you want me to close it? Okay. So this is uh this has been you know the sideline junkies episode twenty. Appreciate everybody giving us a watch and a listen. Um Todd Todd says one day when we make it to hundred, he's gonna do something special for everybody. Yeah, I mean I, I think I think that should be our goal. All right, go. I think it's a small go, but you got to have small ones to get to the big ones. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why you always start with the vine is before you get to the Franks. <laughs> and with that, we are officially off air. <laughs>